everyone. Welcome to another episode of The View Podcast. Shoppers are now moving towards more deliberate, accessible shopping patterns. And that being said, the total secondhand apparel market is expected to double in the next five years to $51 billion. We have two guests today who are transforming the way pre-loved items are bought and sold. Vestua, an e-commerce platform for the resale lovers. We have today with us Santiago Valdez and Joaquin Zavala, the co-founders of Vestua, two minds who saw the sale of used products as a small opportunity to start this venture together by giving second life to things. Welcome, Santiago and Joaquin. It's so great to have you here today. Hi, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Nice to you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey with Vestua, right? Um, we hear that both of you are friends from school who decided to pursue their passion. So um, tell us where did it all begin and what made you decide to step into that re-commerce industry? Uh, either of you can go first. Yeah, well, we are friends from scholar uh, age. Uh, and we, some years ago, five or seven years ago, we used to sell our sell our things, such as our tennis racket, um, our trousers, um, and so many other things. But we thought, why uh, everyone didn't do the didn't do the same? Uh, and we started over discovering that there are some uh, things that make people don't make don't sell their own uh, used things, yeah. such as. Uh, for example, the time, it's a, such a time-consuming process, selling used things. And, other, uh, and the, the other part is the risk of selling something. Um, so we started intermediating this, this process. Um, we started uh, withdrawing uh, some other vertical products, such as children, sports, and technology products, and we ended up on this uh, model um, focused uh, on fashion. Yeah? Um, we help our customers to give a second life to their clothes. And that means that we do all the process. We go to our home's customer, we withdraw all their or her items, uh, we take them to our warehouse, we make some kind of uh, like checking process so as to determine the selling situation of the item and if that is the case we take a professional photograph we publish on our website and finally we store it so as to be or so as to sell um, and it, at that time when it is told the item we uh, pay to the seller the percentage that we have agreed um, we are convinced that there, there's a lot of value in secondhand items, especially on fashion. So uh, our idea is to reduce these transaction costs that I, was, I told you before, in terms of the risk and the time. And this is a great solution for us. Right. That's, um, that's actually very interesting because you, you're talking a lot about you know, um, the risks, which is there's, you know, when you're selling on a regular marketplace, there's middlemen involved, there's a lot of uploading, there's a lot of missing data. Um, but over here, you're directly able to sell to your customers. So can you talk to me also a little bit about what are the risks um, that are that you are helping minimize through a platform like Vestua? 
Yeah, well, um, the most extreme situation that we discovered was somebody who, we who went to sell his or her motorcycle and finally he was dead. He was shot. Yeah, I, I, that's extreme, of course. Oh, yeah. But yeah, me medium risks are more like to be uh, like a, a robbery or to, uh, to be uh, like a forgery. Uh, something like that. So uh, when a company like us uh, makes the do the or makes the process for you, um, you are not exposed to that to to those risks, and we think that's a real value for our customer, and that's like a a a, 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 a really uh, like uh, important. Uh, value for them. Correct. Okay. All right. So there's been, um, you know, I think we've been seeing this even more with the pandemic, but uh, during this time, because people don't want to sometimes spend uh, a lot of money on new products, a lot of people are looking back into resale, right? They're looking into used items or rental pieces or thrifted pieces. So um, when an industry like this is growing right now, you have all these millennials and Gen Z consumers who are powering the growth of this secondhand shopping. And, you know, I believe even 90% of Gen Z shoppers are open to secondhand right now. So tell us, how do you think that consumer mindset is evolving? What is it like over there in Chile? How are people reacting to something like a secondhand model? Um, you know, are they trusting it? Are they willing to uh, invest money into buying thrifted items? Yeah, sure. Um... Well, the first thing is that, um, so why is this uh, possible right now? It's because technology has enabled way more transactions by making them cheaper and, and scalable. So um, the, the, the consumer, um, the, the new generations have grown with this, uh, with this technology. Um, we, we have seen the race of marketplaces. Uh, we even can sell now on Facebook and, and buy things. So um, new generations, uh, generation, particular uh, Gen Z has, uh, as I told, has, uh, has been raised with this. So it has always been an alternative because uh, technology has enabled to search for better products. Um, I mean, uh, in the past, you were only uh, able to go to the thrift shop that was uh, on the corner of your street, but now you can access to potentially the whole world in, in, in products. So you are, you're able to connect to way more products than before. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, this generation has uh, this, this behavior. And the second reason, of course, is just, uh, that we have, uh, I'm, I'm not a Gen Z, but they have grown with, with uh, this uh, environmental uh, uh, mentality. So they are way more conscious about uh, environmental issues. And this has, uh, this, uh, this, I think these two reasons are the, one, uh, the reasons why uh, they are way more conscious and, and they know that uh, they're able to get way more value uh, with second hand. So um, they purchase something um, by, I don't know, a third of the of the price. Uh, they are able to find a way, way more, uh, you know, um, different products, different items, uh, I don't know, vintage, uh, way more styles, way more sizes when it's hard to find in, 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 in regular stores. So, um, I think in, in, in our case, we've seen uh, new generations, but we've, uh, we've also seen uh, older generations pick up this trend 
Uh, they are also uh, understanding the value they can get uh, by, by shopping secondhand, especially, as I told you, price. It's a really relevant uh, feature, of course, but also it's uh, the, the, the depth of products that you can access. It's, uh, you can find, uh, you can also dress uh, like uh, in a very particular way because you know that no one's it's going to have that same piece. So that's very special for consumers. Right. I think it's very interesting. You said about, you know, three, four things that really stood out to me. One was, of course, the digitization and everybody going online has really, uh, you know, added that versatility. So if you went to a regular thrift store, maybe you'd have only very limited items in the physical space. But now because everything is online, you have way more products. And then the second thing you said is about, you know, just sustainability and being environmentally conscious. So people now Gen Z is not just about brands they want to do uh you know they want to talk about how to use better fabrics how to spend less money how to reduce consumption how to be more circular and green so that is that sustainability angle and then of course you said pricing which is affordability people with you know especially with the pandemic now people are not going to be spending a lot of money on shopping they're going to probably reduce their costs and everything so these are very, very important things. But before that, I wanted to talk about something, right? So going back to digitization, I think in the last couple of years, especially in Latin America, there's been a deeper online penetration and mobile penetration, right? Things have, a lot more companies have gone online. So tell us about what's going on uh, in LATAM. Are a lot more companies uh, open to having digital businesses? Are they selling online more? Uh, what is the situation you're seeing over there? Um, well, actually, some days ago, uh, the president of Chile has announced that uh, he's like opening the process to to develop the 5G technology. So, in Latin America, we are uh, not starting but leaving this di digitalization process, and that means that many companies like us are starting to. Um, especially in this COVID situation and context, they have started to 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 like considering this channel of selling and showing their their own um, brands through this uh, new um, this new like uh, way uh, this is the, the I, I mean the the technology and in terms of the websites and the e-commerce the etc etc so I think there is a a, a gap between our situation and the potentially the potential that we can reach um, the as you said there's a, an important uh, penetration of technology uh, in terms for, for example uh, facebook users or smartphone users are above 70% in this country that is uh, like it's tremendous but on the other hand, you have that the e-commerce penetration is not, is not that much uh, if we consider like the, the same market. So I think that um, little by little, many companies like us consider this channel as a way to grow, uh, especially, I'm, and uh, I repeated the, the idea of COVID situation, and probably we will um, remain and keep on this situation for, for a couple of months and or also years so it's time for us to consider it and of course to 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 start selling by and start showing our brands uh, through that uh, channel 
That's really interesting. You said that there was a contrast, right? So you have more than 70% uh, of users on Facebook, but the e-commerce penetration is 30. So what do you, what do you think is the reason why I think people are still not embracing e-commerce or why are they, um, what do you think are the reasons people uh, still don't want to completely shop online? Is there like a lack of trust or do they feel it's still not convenient or they still want the experience of the physical store? What are the reasons? Well, there are, some, there are many reasons, but you have the logistics, for example, that logistics some time ago, some years ago, some months ago, uh, w was terrible. Uh, because we are such a long country, it's quite difficult to get to the, to the, 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 far, the farthest city on the north or on, on the south. So uh, little by little, it has um, improved a lot. Also, there's, uh, um, there's like the confidence uh, about these channels of uh, e-commerce of paying where you don't know who is behind the, the screen um, has uh, rise a, a little also. <laughs> um, not only because the, the customer um, would like to, to, to be more confident, but also uh, because they need to be. And there's, then there's no another way to buy uh, what you need. So like it's, it's something that you need to do. And of course, you start trying and then you, you, you say, okay, it's not that bad. Uh, I will try again. And, and I tried on this website. I will try on this other one. And in, in a similar situation, it has been for us because as we sell used uh, fashion, fashion items, um, on, the, on, the, on, the, on many on, on our customers, like weren't so confident about our items, but little by little they tried us and they are very uh, they have really good experience they tell us that we are a good service a good company and of course our sales have uh, grown in, uh, on the time right yeah I think you um, I think there are two very important things you said one is uh, just being able to trust who's on the other side uh, and being able to do those payments and then of course the other thing is just the logistics which you said is it was a bit of a nightmare, especially during the pandemic when everything must have stopped and come to a standstill, right? So um, why don't we talk about a little bit about how Vestua is dealing with both those things, right? One is, um, how do you build that trust with your customers, making sure that, okay, you know, you have everything sorted out for them so they don't have to worry about anything once they order something on your site. And the other thing is, how do you, uh, how do you handle logistics in, in a way that's convenient to the customers? You can answer both questions. Um, yeah, so um, from the point of view of the consumer, so we try to uh, to reduce the risk as much as possible. Um, the risk of, there are many risks involved in the transaction, but um, the first one is, uh, am I buying in a place where they're going to uh, steal my money and not send me anything? Or So we try to, to fight that with uh, reviews, with word of mouth, um, with several, you know, uh, any endorsement that we could get uh, from our customers or from anyone else, of course, uh, can reduce that risk. Uh, we try to reduce the risk of purchasing uh, a second-hand item, which is, of course, is this in the condition that they are telling me? Is this is this going to look as I see it on the on the photo, or is it going to look different? So we try to fight that with uh, 
uh, with very um, precise description of the items, uh, with measurements, with uh, with the uh, the type of uh, with the composition of the of the what it's made the the the, the item. Uh, we try to take uh, very uh, you know high quality pictures. We even use models, and we don't use uh, mannequins. Uh, we try to so anything that. Uh, of course, sizing is a huge item, and we have recently standardized all uh, sizing to fit the one that we use in our country. So all of those things are things that we try to do to help our customers purchase, knowing that uh, an e-commerce purchase is per se riskier than a, a physical purchase. But uh, second hand has also the risk of the item being not as what you expect. So. Um, uh, we try to do it in that way. And from the logistic point, uh, maybe you can... Yeah, well, the, the most important thing is <clears throat> delivering the, the more information the customer needs. That's like the, the clue um, and the key of, the, of, of this thing. Um, you will give more uh, or the customer will trust you when you give him or her more information. And, and we have like settled some processes so as to so as to send like uh, the status of the of the shipping um, and so on, and and the, the customer can like uh, make some kind of um, of of, of uh, overviewing of the process, the whole process, and of course that's a, a key reason for him or her to to like uh, improve the, the their trust. And and the last thing is that we give the opportunity to the customer to to choose uh, which shipping company he prefers uh, we have like uh, some kind of competence of shipping companies here and 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 she or here or she or he can choose if he wants like a faster shipping process or not faster but more like quality for him if he he considers this company better quality and and that's more information for him and not not only information but also a possibility to, to decide and that's a great thing for for our customers yeah i see that a big theme for both these things whether it's logistics or whether it's uh you know the information that transparency is a big theme because you want to not just provide information you want to provide how everything is done from the beginning till the end all the way from when an item is onboarded onto your site till it gets delivered to the customer. You're giving them um, visibility into everything. You're making sure that nothing is hidden from them. They know everything from, you know, the detail, the garment, uh, all the way to the shipping company, like you said. So yeah, I think I see transparency as a big theme there. Um, let me just see what are the next, uh, what's the next question, I think. Right. I think I have an interesting question here. Um, so obviously, um, you know, you have a, a digital marketplace for secondhand items, but that also means there are a lot more items than what would be at a physical store, right? So um, how do you uh, manage that inventory? How are you very, how are you able to keep track of all the items that are there? Are they one of a kind items or are, is that item available in multiple sizes? How does your inventory work? Um, so we only have 
because there are um, second second hand items, um, we only have one item per per piece. I don't know how to say it, but uh, it, it's only one. So it's unique, is, right? There's no other. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah, yeah. It's one of a kind. So because it's given through somebody else, it's not bought from a store or anything. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, this is uh, well. This has many implications. Uh, of course, it's a different business model than a, than a traditional retail, but this has many implications in several fronts. And the first one is, um, first from the operations point of view, this is very hard or, or harder than a, than, a, than a traditional retail because if you sell one item, for example, and you are not able to find it in the warehouse, you now have a problem because you can ship <laughs> another one. So. Um, we need to uh, to be able to to know where is each product at, at every time from a, from an operations point of view. So we have a lot of technology uh, for for that particular case. Uh, the only way to scale this business is with technology. Right now, uh, we have a proprietary technology uh, that we have built over these years to be able to accomplish this. Because as I told you, we are we are handling thousands and thousands of of items, and we. We need to find them fast. We need to ship them fast for our customers. So uh, we have invested a lot in, in technology uh, from the operations point of view, but we we also have another issue from the from from the sales point of view from our customers. How do you find uh, when you have thousands of items? How do you find items that you want to 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 purchase? Uh, you know, uh, as we have uh, all this amount of items. We have different styles, different sizes. So. You don't want to to i mean the the difference uh from uh buying uh thrift uh, also from thrifting uh, online versus uh, doing it on a thrift shop is that you don't have to actually go and search hand by hand so you can actually search uh so how do we make that experience better so we're uh, partnering with uh with view ai which has been a great experience for us uh to help us deliver uh a way better, uh, way better options for customers to find what they want. So, for example, if you there's you find uh, I don't know a red dress that you like, but it's not your size. Well, now we have uh, leveraging uh, artificial intelligence ways to find uh, similar dresses like that one, but in different sizes. Or maybe uh, you want to um, you know, uh, style your look, you find the same dress and you want to find the shoes that matches that dress. Uh, I don't know, maybe a watch, anything. So uh, we leveraging again this technology, we're able to find products that match and uh, have a great sell. So, you know, this is particularly interesting in a in a second hand uh, business because you're able to to uh, to give way more options and it's it's more entertaining for the customer. So um, the thing is that uh, with scale, this is an ongoing process. Uh, as we scale, dynamics of the business change. So technology needs to be able to to catch up with that all the time. So <laughs> it's an, a very uh, you know uh, a challenging process. Right. You're also. I think. I think one big term and very important thing that you talked about is technology, right? Technology is really what's going to drive most businesses ahead. And um, this is something I keep reading everywhere, but um, there were so many high profile bankruptcies, so many big companies shut down, but surprisingly rental and resale have 
really grown in this time. A lot of companies have been, you know, like companies like ThreadUp and everything in the US, they've been uh, talking about how their business has actually been doing better during the pandemic because people are shopping secondhand items more uh, and they're, you know, buying lesser luxury or new items because, um, you know, they, they prefer to not spend as much, but they also feel like, again, like you had said, that sustainability factor has come in. So um, in terms of technology, so you're, you have a proprietary technology for inventory and managing all of those assets, but you also have technology for personalization and recommendations on your site, right? So um, what do you feel is the long-term value of investing in these technologies, not just the immediate, you know, few months, but how do you feel this can help build and grow businesses in the long run, especially in a resale market? Well, definitely, as Santiago said, uh, technology is the only way to scale these models. Okay, um, and in this in this context, uh, <clears throat> like uh, <clears throat> it was like such a sudden change in one month. Um, our purchase patterns, our customers' purchase patterns, were forced to change worldwide, not only in our country or in India or in the U.S., etc. So um, we need technology in several ways. Um, first of all, to enable contact with customers, uh, to keep on contacting on par in, in, in different situations, to change operations processes. Uh, it's the only way by using technology and improving it. Um, also, the, uh, to like sell our products in terms of marketing, digital marketing, etc. And, and so many other uses that, that we have. Um, and we, we think that like many companies, as I told before, weren't ready and were like in some kind reluctant to implement this kind of change. Yeah? They, this situation and this context, COVID, forced definitely to, to implement it. And companies like us that are used to to like develop and use technology, in, especially like uh, inside our or or our core business, um, like, like from in a, in, a, in a suddenly suddenly uh, have a huge advantage over the others that weren't like ready, um, and in the particular case of resale, as uh, I, I would like to repeat it, scale means technology. Uh, when we when we had five thousand products items, it was okay to keep on a, to keep the information on a spreadsheet. Uh, when we scaled on over thirty thousand or fifty thousand products items, uh, of course, rotating every day, it's absolutely impossible to to manage it like and keep the model um, working. Um, and finally, there's been like a democratization of technology. There are new tools, uh, so as uh, we can get them uh, in a very like low price if we considering it developing uh, in-house. So that also helps different companies to 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 take that uh, that opportunity and to to improve their own processes and uh, to make their models work, per uh, not perfectly, but much better uh, in terms of the customer experience. Right. And what do you think, um, 
what do you think is an important customer experience, right? Uh, what does a good customer experience look like? If, say, for example, a customer comes to Vestua, what do you want them to leave with in their minds about Vestua? What is the feeling you want them to leave with? Uh, well, first, of course, that they can be confident in making a purchase, uh, that they are going to get what they, what they saw on, on, on the site. But I think what, uh, what we want them to, to understand is that they can get way more value by, by buying secondhand. Uh, so if, that if they spend, uh, like, uh, that they can get at least three times what they get in a regular store by, by, by thrifting. Um, and that when they enter the site, they, they uh, quickly find uh, items that they love. That, that is a great experience for us. So they enter the site, they find items that they love. They find, uh, they're confident that what they're buying, it's going to fit them, okay? That they're going to get exactly what what they saw uh, and that we're going to send them fast and, and secure. So, uh, I don't know, you 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 buy the item and, and we take around between two to three days to deliver them to their, to their homes. So uh, that is a great experience for us. And that is an experience that, that keeps you returning to the site because if you we are adding new products every day so now you have like a little bit of fear of missing out so are there any new products that i'm missing so uh, that is what we want to build and, and fortunately we have we're getting every time closer to that right and yeah i think you also said uh, i think one of the important things that you've said is also the retention part of it right like building loyalty with customers because you don't want them to just come once and leave you want them to keep coming back and look at Vestua as that one platform where they can get things that they can't get anywhere else with those unique items, right? So yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, yeah, we talked about, you know, technology, logistics, um, uh, your model, just how things work, what convenience and experience looks like. But uh, I think something that's, you know, kind of interesting for our listeners is also to understand how the pandemic affected things in Latin America and in Chile. Um, what kind of challenges did you face in the last three, four months in terms of whether it was, you know, the business or whether it was the customers, what did, what were some of the big challenges that you faced and how did you uh, deal with that? Well, in our specific case, <clears throat> as we uh, are publishing every day new items to our, our e-commerce, um, the problem was that we couldn't uh, we draw new items from our customers or our sellers' home. So that meant that our like uh, amount of items published, our stock published, uh, went down um, like the, uh, to the half of what we had. Okay, so that meant that there was there were less items to be sold, and our customers' experience were was not that good as it was before. We were really um, like uh, thinking about how to solve it. Uh, actually, Santiago and I uh, like took some of the clothes that we hadn't published to our own homes. We we made the impossible, yeah. Um, but it was really impossible, and we uh, because of course you know when you have sold up a warehouse with some pro with a lot of processes with a infrastructure with, with, I don't know, everything that we have studied and implemented. And you don't have, uh, of course, it's impossible to reach the same goals. 
another great challenge was to deliver uh, our like the the, the sales. Yeah, we, we didn't have the the logistic team on our warehouse, so Santiago and I once again were the were in charge of these uh, processes. Um, uh, and apart from that, all what uh, all our responsibilities were the same. We had to do many marketing processes and duties with Santiago team. Uh, in my case, administrative and and other things. So it was quite difficult for us, especially on the like this pressure to keep on the on on on, on our. Like the, the the system, this system, this company working, and that's that was the the most difficult one. But we hope that um, we will we will come back soon. Um, it apparently uh, there are some signs of like uh, uh, this situation is getting better, and we hope we will be uh, operating normally soon. Right. I think when we were talking last time, you said that when I think uh, when I had emailed you about three, four weeks ago, you were talking about how it was difficult to get back to the factory. And now you just have to last week after all this time. So I hope everything does get back to normal uh, over there. Uh, and I had one, you know, one kind of last question before we end this um, interview. But um, what is what is it like to build a brand like Ovestua and how do you how do you engage people or how do you get people to notice uh, a brand like Vestua, right? Because now uh, across the globe, uh, secondhand is becoming very popular. There's many in the US now. There's probably going to be a couple more that come up in LATAM as well. There's many in the UK. Uh, we see quite a few in India here as well. So the model is gaining a lot of popularity. But um, because you were also one of the earlier ones to do it in LATAM, how do you... Um, uh, continue to build that brand of Westua? How do you continue to make it seem like, uh, you know, it's a very easy thing to do when compared to other companies and your competitors, etc. cetera? Um, uh, we think that uh, the main uh, value that uh, we need to build is trust, uh, especially in the secondhand uh, business. Uh, but also, we need to be able to convince customers that this is uh, convenience uh, at the most. Uh, and not only convenience, but fun convenience, because you're able to find way uh, more, uh, way more styles, way more, way more, uh, way more sizes. So um, as a category, secondhand, uh, you know, facing traditional retail needs to fight with those, with those tools. But as a brand, I think what we are trying to build is um, uh, for our customers confidence as well that that because there are different uh, secondhand malls. There are malls where you uh, purchase from uh, like C to C to another customer, and the company just gets a commission on that. But in our case, we are very confident that our model, in which we intermediate all the process, we take we have the items in our warehouse, so we know how the actual condition that they are we we put the prices so we know that it that is a, a fair and, and definite prices because of course sellers always want to have uh, the higher uh, to sell us at, at, at the higher price but sometimes that is not a real uh, like uh, an actual uh, 
price that it's going to 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 produce a sale. So um, having the items have many benefits for us, and we can deliver more confidence. We are able to to uh, to manage all the processes in a way more controlled way. For example, we're able to uh, we can. Uh, manage how many products we add every day so that we are confident that we are delivering uh, newness or you know all the time uh, and in terms of brand i think uh, the most important thing is to be uh, to be transparent with our customers you know this is what we do this is how we do it this is the item this is how this is their condition you know it's not new it has a detail so this is the detail you can check it out and I think that pays over time. Customers are able to recognize that uh, compared to other brands. Uh, they are able to recognize, uh, you know, a trajectory. We, we, we have been working over five years now on this. So we have a loyal base of customers that, that like what we do. Um, and it's a process, you know. Uh, I think listening to our customers, what they need, what they want, uh, what they're asking for us in different stages uh, in the past were, of course, way more basic things, you know, ship faster, uh, please take better pictures. And now we have new challenges that we're facing and uh, we're sure being transparent and giving uh, confidence to our customers. Uh, it's the best way to go and build a, a, a good brand. The Latin America, uh... Uh, three fashion number one absolutely i think i think you know you said something very i think you said something very uh, important there for any brands right evolving is the most important learning from um, some of the things that have happened in the past like you said uh, you know your problems a couple of years ago were very basic but now uh, as you fix them, you have more problems and then you find out how to evolve and fix those. But, uh, you know, from the overall, I think, interview, some of the things that stood out for me is uh, really Vestua's brand value because what you're constantly talking about is experience, uh, you know, transparency. And you're also talking about value for your customers. They need to come here um, to your site and be able to trust you, trust the items that you put out there and really find uh, value in what they buy. And of course, I think the last and most important part, which you said, was um, technology. Because without technology, you won't really be able to scale the business. So that's actually great. Uh, I, I don't think we've missed out anything. But uh, thank you so much for this fantastic interview. I think we covered about 30 minutes of it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We had a really good time. Would you? Is there anything else that you missed out that you want to add? Or uh, were you happy with the questions? Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, anything else that maybe I might have... Um, uh, overlooked no i think i think we we said everything uh, it's a uh, it's like an opportunity to say as santiago said view ai is a great service for us it has helped a lot and well we hope we will keep on this on this pace of growing why don't you go ahead and tell me um what the returns are like during the lockdown period, post and pre-lockdown? The most important thing for our customer is to get new items published on our, on our website. And as the lockdown was, uh, uh, or during the lockdown, it was impossible to publish new items, but we are starting to publish them. And uh, definitely there has been a change on our website. Our sales has increased a lot. We have doubled or multiplied by three or four. 
our daily sales uh, like KPI. And we are very happy for, for that because uh, we have we are convinced that our customers need the need though needs those those um, new items needs like uh, and, um, more products to to see and, and of course to buy and they think that they, we are a great service so when we are starting to 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 operate definitely our customers are uh, returning to us and of course they're buying and they are uh, finding uh, what they need. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, um, we saw a couple of hard months, uh, but now we're picking up again. Uh, fortunately, we were able to to go through the crisis in a very decent way, and now we're seeing a, a, a huge uh, spike in sales, which is great for us uh, as we pick up this new normal <laughs> uh, and hope that things uh, keep on uh, growing. For us, yeah. Do you also um, do you also see um, people finding value in these recommendations that we've uh, you know we've partnered with you for? Do you actually see that people are um, they like the choice and they like the ability to be able to see multiple options? For example, if they don't like this olive green dress, then you know, do they want a, a longer length or do they want something that looks similar to that? Do you think they see value in that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's very frustrating for a customer uh, when they find something that they love and they go go to the item and it's already sold or it's not their size. Uh, that's very, very frustrating. And one way to avoid that has been leveraging uh, views technology by providing uh, recommendations, uh, be it uh, for similar items or 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 ways to combine that item that uh, adds more value to a customer. Uh, we use this, uh, this technology in, in with very uh, different use cases. We use it on email, for example, sending recommendations. Uh, because maybe sometimes you don't know what you want to, to buy. But if, if we show you something that you like and we're confident, and of course the artific artificial intelligence models are very good at predicting this. Uh, so. Um, if we show you things that you are going to like, uh, then the well, you may be tempted to, to purchase it. So uh, the same thing with uh, with uh, cross uh, selling with similar products. Um, so we have used it in, uh, this technology in in with very positive results. We expect to keep on expanding it. Uh, we've been new use cases. For example, we recently launched Vestua uh, Looks, which is we. We take like a reference picture of something that we like, and we find products that uh, provide that look uh, by purchasing the items in our site. But in case you like that look, but it's not your size, uh, you can find similar products based uh, based on on this tool. So for us, it's been a game changer. Uh, we're sure that we're providing long-term value for our customers, which is what what we what we want. It was a a uh, big investment for us at the start, but uh, we are already seeing the value and we hope to continue uh, working uh, with you. It's been so far a great experience. All right, thank you so much. That was so wonderful. Um, thank you once again, both of you. We, uh, you know, I think we learned a lot about Vestua. I'm sure our listeners are also going to uh, get a sense for, I think, what's important right now for the resale market, because I think um, the model is a little bit different. It's not like a typical 
retailer. You have unique items. There are obviously different types of risks. And also, um, you know, there's also this constant talk about right now, people might not want to buy more clothes because of COVID and they're worried about the hygiene, etc. But resale seems to be kind of, you know, they seem to be beating all the odds and still doing really well. Like you said, um, you know, your sales have spiked. That's similarly how, you know, ThreadUp has been uh, talking about that. We also spoke to another company called The Upside in Canada. So they're a luxury resale company. And they said their sales have been doing really well too. So I think this is a really good time for resale to, um, you know, burst open and, and become the new normal itself. So resale is becoming normal now to people. And uh, I think that's something that we, we'd like to see how that story goes. But thank you so much for doing this interview with us. And, uh, you know, I'm really honored that I got to speak to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Akshara. Nice. For more episodes on what's shaking the world of retail, log into the Retail Podcast by Bureau AI for your weekly dose. Until then, see you. Bye.